0: This is our all-age gathering today, so we are going to do something for all ages. We are starting a brand new series, and that's what we're going to look at today. So I'm gonna have two activities now. First activity is a quiz for those adults, kids. I want you to come over here because you're gonna do something for me, and you're gonna need a bit of room uh, over here, so maybe Ian, if you could just tidy some of those toys away. It's not very often that the preachers say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't look at your Bibles. Put your phones away. No looking at your Bibles now because it's just going to go on what you know. Okay. If you want to get into some teams, you, you can get into some teams. So I've got some paper here and some pens to write down the answers to the quiz. Perhaps Andy there. you could help me. Just hand those out. So you want to get to some teams, make sure those Bibles are away. I don't want to see a Bible. Why am I saying this? If you want to play in your own team, that's fine. Now, kids, whilst they're doing that, you might you saw what you saw what I sent out on Hope Kids. Well, here, I've got some material. And Ian, you might need a help with this. With using these chairs, bless you, you can help as well. Can you make some tents for me in this area? Okay? In this area. Okay? So you can be part of the tent, all right? If you want to be part of the tents, then make them here, okay? You're in charge. Right, are you ready? Are you in your teams? <coughs> here we go then. Oh, you haven't given. Them? Oh, come on, Sarah and Andy, chop chop. <laughs> Just throw them. <laughs> We've got eight questions, all to do with the letter of 1 Corinthians, okay? And over here, we've got some other things going on here. So, can you all hear me? Ben, you might just need to boost my voice a little bit. Are you in your teams, or are you playing by yourselves? Yeah. Playing. Yep, yeah, okay. Andy and Sarah just handing out a few uh, bits of paper there to write down your answers. Welcome, by the way. <laughs> are, you, are you going to be a team here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, some more here, some more here. People don't bring pens these days, do they? Or oh, you can jot it. on. Yeah, I want to see digital phones and no Bibles. All right, I'm going to get going. Question number one. Where is Corinth. Write it down. Oh, that's brilliant, guys. Keep making those tens. Making those tens. That's question number one. Where is Corinth? Because we're doing a letter to the Corinthians, so we just need to know where Corinth is. Got it? No, no atlases. Do you bring any atlases with you? <laughs> Good. Question number two. What kind of city was Corinth? What kind of city was it? Think. Do you know if you know where it was? What kind of city was it? Oh, thank you, Andy. What kind of city? What do you know about the city? What kind of city was it? Are you you Team Windsor? What kind of city was it? Oh, this is looking great over here. That's wonderful. Feel free to be creative. Question number three. Who... Started the church in Corinth and when? Who started the church and when? Good morning. Who started the church and when? Mm. You can't say Jesus. You can't say Jesus for this one. No Bibles and no Jesus for this one. What is going on in this church? This looking good. Yeah, I, have you done this before? That's it, a few more chairs. Question number four. What was the name of the couple that that person met there? They're known as mm mm and mm mm. What was the name of that couple? Mm 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 mm. What was the name of that couple? If you know, you know. You know? It was mm mm-mm and mm mm-mm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Write it down. What's the name of that couple?
1: Eric and (laughs) Ernie.
0: Right, maybe these days they are a couple. Who knows, Andy? (laughs) All right, question number five. What was their occupation? For the keen people, you will join the dots. What was the occupation of because it says it in there ah, just blank I love it just blank <laughs> maybe you're double bluffing me yeah yes, yeah, your poker face yeah you know really don't you yeah alright question number six how long did the person who planted the church stay there in that city how long was he there just roughly, roughly, how long did how long did that person stay there? I know you know David. How long, Lobber? You don't know? I'm sure you do, I'm sure you know. How, how are we doing? Can you get in there yet? That's awesome. Next question. When was 1 Corinthians written? What year? What year was it written? I'll give you a clue. Something A.D. <laughs> I'd like to help. <laughs> mm, not bad, not bad. Yes, not bad, not bad. Not bad. It was, I'll, give, I'll give you another clue. It was under 100 years, 100 years. So something, something A.D. And the final question. Two parts to this. What- written. Why? Why was this letter written? Why was it written? There's two main reasons. Tina, you know one of them, don't you? <laughs> Why was it written? Great way to start the year, hey? Knowing people. Why was it written? Okay. How's, how's, how's it, cut? This is looking I Can you get in it? Can you get inside it? Yeah, get in it. I want to see if you can get in it. Right, you ready for the answers? Now, looking around the room, there's no cheaters here, is there? Everybody's completely 100% honest. Yeah? Yes, of course. Question number one was, where is Corinth? Anybody want to shout out where they think it is? And then we'll have a quick look on the map. Greece. Thank you, Martin. Here we go. It is? Achaia. So that is Greece over there. So there's Corinth. Can you still see, we'll see where Corinth is? Okay, so Corinth is circled over here. So that's Greece. Well done. That's one point. What kind of city was it? Shout out the kind of things that. What? A port, a port city. Yes, correct. Two ports actually, because where it was situated, there's some of the north, some in the south. So a port. Yeah. Other things about Corinth. What?
1: A trading
0: place. A trading place. Yes. Yes. What's that? Multicultural. Multicultural. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. There were people there from Greece, Romans, Jews, Syrians, Egyptians. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? What's that? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Big city. Well, biblical cities is, are interesting, aren't they? How, yeah. One really thing important about it, a negative thing about it. Pagan. Yeah. Sin city. Not good. Not good. In fact, there was a phrase, if you were not, not a good person and you were indulging in certain things, you were Corinthianizing Oh, later on that in about May time, I think. Okay, who started the church? Jesus. It was Paul, yeah. And what year roughly? Huh? Forty. Forty-eight. We're guessing now, aren't we? Fifty-one. You want to go higher or lower? About fifty A.D. Okay, about fifty A.D. Yeah, about fifty A.D. What was the name of the couple that he found there? Priscilla and Aquila. Very good. Well done. And what was their job? What was their job? And look at this tent over here. Are you in the tent, anybody? What, where's the kitchen part of it? Oh, no. Is there a toilet in there? No, Where, Well, where'd you go to the toilet then? Okay, just go to sleep. That's great, isn't it? Get a photo in the tent, John. Okay, next question. How long did Paul stay in Corinth? 18
1: months. A year and a half.
0: 18 months? Bank holiday, Bank holiday weekend. <laughs> he, he visited. Uh, 18 months. Yeah, about a year and a half yeah well who said that was that you auntie d well done So about a year and a half he stayed there so the next question was when was the letter written what ad 57 that's pretty good 58 not pretty good 57 60 No, when was it that's the next question So it was written around 55 AD, yeah? And if you, you, a little bit more detail, David, you probably know this. Where did he write it, David? Where did he write it? Yeah, uh, from Ephesus. So he was in Ephesus. It was on his third missionary journey. He was in Ephesus and he wrote the letter to the church in Corinth. And the big question why did he write it? He was bored. I can't imagine the Apostle Paul ever being bored. Why did he write it? He
1: heard there were divisions in the church.
0: Okay, that's right. So he, there was two main reasons. He had reports of bad behaviour in the church from Chloe's household. So they said, things are not good in the church, Paul. So that was the first reason. And the second reason, which is in 1 Corinthians 7 he was replying to some questions they had specifically asked him. There were some things they wanted some help with, so they had written to him saying, Paul, there's a few things going on in the church, we need your help. So they were the two reasons. All right. There was roughly eight questions there. How did you do? You might have had a few more. Anybody get all... Again, I know you're all honest people. You're not going to lie to me, are you? Who got all of the questions right? No, nobody got all of them. Right. Good. Uh, well, not good, but who got about seven questions right? Oh, well done. is well six? Six. About about five. Yeah, we don't want to go any lower, do we? Because we start embarrassing. We should, it's, it's, it's that moment where I say, "Shut your eyes and put your hand up." Yeah. <laughs> So I think our winning teams was here, our theological... Well, we, well, Terry's been studying the book for like the last... You shouldn't have really been playing, Terry. <laughs> We've got eight. You got eight. Yeah. Well, you get the prize then. Because oh. there's no point in having a competition unless there's prizes, is there? Yeah. And you can share them with everybody. Just do a kind of a Jesus manner <laughs> thing with them there. And, uh... Well done, everybody. Give yourselves a round of applause. Well done, kids, for the tent. So this is an old picture, maybe, of what the the church looked like there. Uh, As I said in the quiz, one of the problems uh, with the church in Corinth was this. They were a church behaving badly. Now, I don't want you to think the reason why we want to study the book of 1 Corinthians is because we are a church behaving badly. That is not why we want to look at it, but as we saw in the city of Corinth, there, there was uh, the kind of city it was was beginning to affect the church, and um, there was these kind of things that were wrong in the church community. There were divisions and quarrels. There was immorality, and there was, can you believe it, taking one another to court, um, and this behaviour was not appropriate for God's people. Here's a few other things that was just really troubling the church in Corinth. Um, and these are some of the areas that they'd asked Paul to speak to. Um, and it was one of those things where within the church community, you had some people with very strong views on something. And they'd just gotten in themselves into a bit of a muddle over some of these things. And... Fair credit to some of the leaders who were saying, we don't know how to handle this. We need help. And so they did, wrote to Paul and said, Paul, we've got some problems. Please come and help us. And there's, there's something you think, well, good for the leaders that they were struggling and they asked for help. And there's something there for us, isn't it? You know, as, as we go through life, sometimes we get into a few muddles, don't we? We get to the point where we think, Do you know what, I actually need a little bit of help. And I know there's been times in my life where I've needed a little bit of help. And i have mean, gone to somebody older and wiser and said, look, this is where it's at. Please, can you help me? And so at least the leaders said to Paul, look, please come and help. So here's some of the areas, and these are going to be unpacked over the next few weeks and months. And uh, this is an artist's impression of the uh, Apostle Paul. And I love this image of him sort of riding to them. And he was burdened by it. And I don't want you to think that Paul was telling them off as a church, but I think he, as, as a father who started the church... He was wanting them to be who God called them to be. And so there's this beautiful verse in uh, chapter 6 which says, Look, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. He's trying to call them up into who they are as God's women and God's men. Within the city that was in chaos and was a godless city, he was saying, don't be like that. You've been paid for. Jesus has done a great work in you. Therefore, in the light of what God has done for you, live as my people. And there's an echo for us today, isn't it? In, in our world, in how we live. We have been paid for. Jesus has made it possible for us to live a different life. And therefore, we want to live as God's women and as God's men. We want to live in the light of that. Now, there are two big themes that come out in the letter, and you probably know these ones. The first one is this, not the gingerbread man, but that great, beautiful illustration of the body of Christ. So one of the things Paul tries to say to them, look, you are different, but actually, it's how you work together, bring in your differences, your diversity. Actually, together, you are God's people. So he's, he's calling them to unity. He's calling them, saying, look, okay, you've got these differences. Lay these aside because you are together the body of Christ. That's the first big idea, I think, that comes out a bit later on. And then the other big idea, which is our strapline, is this thing called the most excellent way. So we need to ask ourselves the big question, well, what is the most excellent way then? If Paul's calling them up to be this, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13. And you might have heard these verses before. Now, kids, I need some of you to come out from your tent and hold some of these here. Because the most excellent way is the love of God. And look at these. Here's some things. Can you hold that up for me? Somebody over here. You take that one and hold it up so everybody can see. Next person, take that one and hold it up so everybody can see. Next person, hold that up so everybody can see. Next person, hold up so everybody can see. I need more people because there's so many here. Hold that one up. Next one, next one, next one, next one. I need more, I need more. They're in the tent, they're having so much fun in tent city. Is there anybody else in the tent that can come and help me please? Yeah, yeah, I need need a few more. Are you going to come and help me? Oh, uh, that's great. Any more, any more, I need some more, I need some more. Oh, well done. Yes, come over here. Can you hold this one? That's it. I've got a feeling it's going to be a bit chaotic here, isn't it? But that's lovely. Well, I've got loads more here. Look, I'm going to need some more help. Big Z, I might need to bring some of your friends with me. Any any more helpers? Any more helpers? Yes, Joshua. Hello. What are you doing in there? Come on, hold that. There we are. I think we lost the order here. It should be kind of on the end here, on the Mm -hmm. end, on the end. And I've got, I've got five more. Oh, well done, Sarah. Jim, you're going to have to play. You're going to have to play as well. Well, they are the front row there, aren't they? Right, I need two more. Sarah, you want to hold one, don't you? Come on over here. And finally, well, Terry, you know this. On the end, on the end. So let's have a look at these things here. Oh, can you leave it back up? Just, oh, oh, it's gone. There we go. Okay, so this is love, Okay. This is the this is the most excellent way. This is the most excellent way. Love is patient. It always perseveres. It rejoices with the truth. Is not easily angered. It does not envy. It is kind. It does not boast. It is not proud. It always protects. Does not dishonor others, keeps no records of wrongs. Feeling convicted yet? So I keep going. (laughs) Love always hopes, is not self-seeking, does not delight in evil, always trusts. Love never fails. Big words. Big words. This is what Paul's heart was for this church. Church, If you have this in your DNA, if you live like this, you will demonstrate the most excellent way. Just have a look at these words here. Wow, they are big words, aren't they? If we church can demonstrate this, what an incredible church we will be. I'm not saying we're starting from scratch. We're doing all right in some of these things here. But just look at these things here. Thank you so much. For holding those up, just pop them down on the floor here because we're going to take communion together. Yeah, just gather them up there. Now, Terry, you're going to have to communion, aren't you? Yes, you are. Okay, so we're going to take communion. This is how we're going to do it. As we come to take communion together, we have the gluten free over here, we have here the body. And the blood. What we're doing at the moment is we're taking the bread and we're kind of dunking it into the one, just kind of a post-COVID thing here. As you come towards the table, could you put the final slide up for me, Martin, on that selection? It has the list of those bits of paper that we held up. I want you to just to have a think and have a look at those words there. And here are some, if you just scroll it through to the last one, Martin, are some, you might see here some wooden hearts. Now I'm not, I'm not saying you're hard-hearted, that's not what I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying maybe you want to take one of these and um, put it up on, just scroll them through so they all come up. And there's some pens here. And you might want to just jot down on this heart, one that maybe God might be highlighting for you. So for example, you might think, yeah, am I really a patient kind of person? Or is this an area that God wants to do a little bit more work in me, So you might well just want to jot down here, you know, love is patient and pop the date on it. And keep this with you. And use it as one of those kind of prophetic little moments where God is just saying, how about this area? Remember, God is love. So whenever he puts his finger on something in our lives, it's because he wants us to be transformed. To not have the old self, but become that person that he wants us to be. So the heart of God is always for us, for us to mature into who he wants us to be. So the hearts are over here. There's some pens are here. So as we just do communion, again, if you're here with your kids, please take communion together. If you're not a kind of a regular person who's part of this church community, you're visiting us and you're a believer, you're a Christian, you are welcome to come and take communion with us. But this is kind of the moment where we're just kind of... The serious bit. We're just kind of doing some business with God. And um, if, if you're not feeling, feeling it today, that's fine. As we go through this letter, just say, God, please speak to me. But take a heart with you. And just say, God, what do you want to say to me? What do you want to speak to me through this thing? Mums, dads, maybe want to take one for your kids as well. I said to Terry, well... What, if we're going into this book here, what, what do you want to say to me? What three things do you want to say to the church? So he's gonna t- just tell us those things now. Okay.
1: Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, Gary asked uh, three things that we could encourage everybody to do uh, leading into this series. So, for <laughs> yeah, wait. Uh, first of all, the most obvious thing is yeah. read the letter. Yeah, read the letter, either read the letter in segments as you follow along, or better still, read the letter in its entirety a few times. Um, Also, if you think, "Ah, I know the letter, don't really need uh, to do a lot of reading and research on this, maybe have a look at the letter in a different translation to what you're normally used to reading and see what else comes out of it or even maybe do a little bit of a study, uh, see what's online, see what other things people have said about the letter. So just to come prepared uh, for what what is shared here. Number two, I have a tendency to have quite a hard heart at times, and uh, the word of God, I think, can change my heart. And I think that there are times when we look at the scripture and we get closer to God through that. So be aware of how your heart attitude is. And keep that in mind when you're reading this letter, when you're listening to what is being said. Because some of the things that will be said in this letter will be hard to understand. Some of the things that will be said in the letter will be hard to accept. So keep an eye on your heart attitude. Uh, number three pray about the whole series pray for those that are preparing to speak pray for the congregation and how we receive this because like it's been said before we uh, the ser- you know the, the, the words that are given in services the series that we do are for us to mature for us to get closer to God so Let's, let's be praying that that is what we'll do as a body, that we'll get closer to God through this and we'll be able to apply what we hear to our own lives. So they're the three things. Lord, thank
0: you for what you've shared with us today. May we
1: have ears to hear
0: and soft hearts to be open to what you're saying as we move forward as a church in this new series. Amen.